Hi, this is Elliot Fishman, and this is the answers key to the May 2009 quiz. Ten very nice cases, and let's get started. On this first case, I asked you what's the lesion most likely to be, and you can see when you look at the images both on the axial corona, we have a very vascular lesion. It's kind of off the edge of the liver. The liver is not cirrhotic, so hepatoma is unlikely. Hepatic adenoma usually doesn't have that vascularity. So I think in this case, your diagnosis is between FNH and hemangioma, two benign lesions. That posterior right segment uh, portion of the liver is most consistent with a typical location for hemangioma. And the lesion, if I showed you additional images, had very nice feeding vessels that match the pattern we see with hemangioma. And this was a hemangioma which filled it in its entirety pretty quickly. And I will admit that at times it can be difficult distinguishing FNH from hemangioma in that scenario. But again, both are benign, both will leave alone, so easy enough to manage them. Okay, number two, best diagnosis in this case. And this is a very nice example with CT urography showing you how the mass infiltrates the upper pole calyx on the left as well as the left renal pelvis. It's an infiltrating tumor, very classic for transitional cell carcinoma. It's not a hematoma or a non-opaque stone because it uh, invades the pelvis and basically occludes the upper pole calyx. Just a very nice example, CT urography of a TCC. Okay, case three, I asked you what is this mass? Well, when you look carefully, axial images, there's a smooth tumor it's really in the wall of the trachea. I guess you could have thought maybe it's extra tracheal pushing in, like a large node, neurogenic tumor, something of that sort. But this really is in the wall. It's smooth, homogeneous, not vascular. The most common tumor in that uh, submucosal zone is an adenoid cystic carcinoma, and that's exactly what the answer is. Carcinoid's a good thought. That's a common tumor in the trachea. Uh, bronchi, but usually they have some enhancement and often will have calcification, but this is a great example of an adenoid cystic carcinoma. Very nice case. Uh, this example, I asked you what the most common uh, or most likely primary tumor is, and if you look at the answers without looking at the images, you recognize that I gave you pancreatic cancer, colon cancer, and lung cancer, three tumors that are hypovascular, and carcinoid, one that is hypervascular. Then when you flip up the images and you see the multiple small vascular metastasis, there is no thinking. This is metastatic carcinoid tumor, very nicely shown on MIP imaging. MIP imaging is wonderful for picking up small metastases when they're vascular. Of course, in this case, uh, it really wasn't necessary. There's so many lesions. Other cases, it may be the only way to pick up lesions. Okay, number five, what's the best diagnosis? This is the best example of this diagnosis I think I've ever seen. You notice there are two kidneys which have a perfect reniform shape, but they're basically super low density with some enhancement of the periphery. The capsular vessels enhance the very edge. This is not renal cell carcinoma because the, the outlines are well preserved and it's not polynephritis for similar reasons, but also you recognize in this contrast study there basically is no enhancement. Lymphoma can infiltrate, can make the kidneys large, decrease enhancement, but here it's perfect kidneys, but they basically do nothing. Well, do-nothing kidneys, that's classic for renal infarction. This is global renal infarcts, a very, very impressive case. Okay, let's go to case six. This is a great case. It's kind of a funny series of answers I give you. How many renal arteries must this patient have? One, at least two, three or more can't tell. Well, what I want you to look at in this case is when you look at the axial images, first of all, you see the section of the aorta going to the SMA. You see markedly decreased enhancement of the left kidney. On this image alone, you could not tell whether the patient has one, two, three, four, or five renal arteries. 
I guess theoretically I'd probably say one because one is more likely to uh, have decreased flow. But then you look at this coronal image and you see there's about two-thirds of the kidney with decreased flow, one-third with normal flow. That means this patient has two different renal arteries at a minimum. The one to the lower pole is coming off the true lumen, the one to the upper pole off the false lumen, which explains the decreased enhancement. So the correct answer would be at least two. Very nice example of showing you the differential perfusion of the kidney when you have a dissection and often multiple renal arteries. Okay, number seven. This is a great case. I asked you what surgery the patient had. You can see clips at the base of the bladder. There's contrast extravasation. Uh, that's a classic appearance for a prostatectomy. In this case, a robotic prostatectomy. One of the complications, as in this case, though seen better on late phase imaging, is a leak at the base of the bladder. So just a very nice example. Okay, next case. Um, I asked you what the best diagnosis is, and you can see a very nice series of coronal images. Nice example of air trapping, bronchiectasis, upper lung, worse than lower lungs, but just extensive involvement. And that's just a wonderful case of cystic fibrosis. You can get bronchiectasis and many other things, but scleroderma is fibrosis, sarcoid is upper lobe, APA is mucoid impaction. Um, this is just a beautiful example of CF. Okay, next case. Best diagnosis in this case. Well, if you look very carefully at the images, there are a number of findings. One, there's air in the portal venous system. So right away I'm thinking about the colon or small bowel infarction. And in the first image, the uh, colon actually has pneumatosis. But then look at the stomach, particularly on the second images. There's pneumatosis in the stomach. This was a wonderful case of emphyseminous gastritis with also other areas of bowel infarcted and, uh, and portal venous air. This patient died. Emphyseminous gastritis is an aggressive condition. It's not that uncommon, or it is uncommon, but it's usually not fatal to see air in the gastric wall. Most of the cases we've seen, the patient's done well, but this case is where the patient will indeed die. Aggressive management is necessary, but even the most aggressive management in the best of hands may not be enough to salvage this patient. And here's the last case. This is a wonderful example. Look at this case, vascular lesion by tail of pancreas. Well, you think about pancreatic tumors, islet cell insulinoma. When you looked at more images, you recognize this was near the pancreas. Could be an accessory spleen, but actually look at it compared to the splenic tissue. It's just way too bright. Accessory spleens enhance identical to the spleen. If you looked at all of the images, this would have been a splenic artery aneurysm. Splenic artery aneurysms, when perfectly situated, and I've showed you these before near the body as well as by the tail, can simulate islet cell tumors or other vascular lesions. And this is a classic example of a splenic artery aneurysm uh, simulating an islet cell tumor. And hopefully you got that right. And with that, let me say thanks for taking the quiz, and I hope you got all 10 questions right. And if you didn't, I hope you came close. Have a great day.